you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys, the podcast, and I'm DJ Impact. And I'm here with Matt Michael, Cincy, Steve, and Simon Street. Welcome to Recounts. And for everyone that's watching us live, make sure you throw your comments into your chat books, YouTube Live, Twitch, and Facebook Live. We would love to hear your thoughts about today's topic. All right. So let's get right into our three count. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, let's get to our first one. Which is Glenn Jacobs implicated in six-figure lawsuit. Let's talk about it. This is from TJRWrestling.net. And it says that WWE Hall of Famer Glenn Jacobs has been embroiled in a lawsuit that resulted in a six-figure payout and stemmed from the curious case of a golf cart. Now, better known to WWE fans as Kane, Glenn Jacobs has been the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, since 2018, winning a second term in the post into August 2022. Now, Jacobs' name has been dragged into a lawsuit that has been that has seen the county pay over $150,000 to his former Parks and Recreation Director, Paul White. Now, Knox News reported that Glenn Jacobs was alleged to have used county employees to work at his home and was also alleged to have instructed White to lie to state investigators and, and, of, and of cursing at him when he refused. Now, the case began with the allegation that Jacobs' chief of staff, Brian Hare, had been using a county-owned golf court cart for his own private use at his home. That led to an investigation by the state of Tennessee, which snowballed into allegations of Jacobs slamming his fist on a desk and swearing at White, as well as county employees being tasked with removing a snake from Jacobs' home. On that point, a county spokesperson is quoted as saying that work was done when the employees were on their lunch break, so not on the clock. The county settled the suit with White, with him being paid $97,771, as well as $54,228 in attorney fees for a total of $151,999. Okay. Matt Michaels, <laughs> a lot seems to be going there. What's uh, Kane is the uh, what's going on, man? <laughs> you know, it's just wonderful to read stories like this that make you realize that celebrities are fucked up like the rest of us because <laughs> none of this makes any sense. <laughs> so it's just beautiful to see. It's, um, you know, it, that idea of listen. Jesse Ventura, he was a mayor and he became a governor. 
Kane is now a two-time mayor. Uh, Jerry Lawler couldn't win an election to be the mayor of Memphis. You know, but all these people are trying. Linda McMahon was in the fucking cabinet of the White House for four years. Right. So it's it's just crazy to see. And um, what we, we see as well is that, you know, beyond the personas, beyond the reputations of them being wrestlers, when they have the smarts to get into something else, um, they don't have the smarts to get into the same trouble everyone else gets into who gets into it. <laughs> it's right. Like, like it, it, to make it even funnier to me is just switch white to right. And it sounds like this whole thing is between Big Show and Kane. <laughs> it's true. Michael's the funny thing is like it, it <clears throat> it's, it's white. So it's pronounced the same way. Just spelled differently. So yeah, yeah like it. <laughs> you and I had the exact same visual. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, saw, I saw the same thing too. It was pretty funny. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, first off, can he keep his, you know, his next four year? Well, what it would be two years, four years, whatever it is, as mayor. Um, Will will it, there be more things that start coming out? Um, it's only when you see one thing that leads to you know two or three other mm-hmm. stories of corruption or uh, intimidation. So uh, at least he's at least he hasn't been accused of sexually harassing anyone yet. <laughs> yet, absolutely. Um, With the mask on. City Steve, Baby Vic, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He hasn't electrocuted anyone else's testicles yet. So, I mean, there there's that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Dude. Okay. So, let's let's look at this, though, honestly. Okay. So, allegations that he slammed his fist on a desk and used profanity at a, co- at a, co-wor- a co-worker or subordinate or something. And then, what? Elsewhere down here... Uh, Hey, hey, man! You guys have the equipment. Can you just go get this damn snake from from out of my house, please? I mean, and then he gets sued for that one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. If 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 we see more, then yes, I I definitely do. It, I do subscribe to the whole trickle trickle flood theme, where you know it's one thing and then something else and then something else. But come on. What the shit? We had a what the fuck segment in our last show. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what though? But but think about it. You know, he's standing and he's demanding and then he just raises his arms and fire shoots out from the from his chair. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, Simon Street, I mean, listen, the county uh, did have to pay over $150,000 for this. I mean, should this be something that uh, you know, should have maybe something should be looking into that, right? If you're using some uh, some of your your folks' tax dollars for this craziness, right? Well, I can tell you one thing. The only thing I agree with all of this is I don't fucking like snakes. So if there's a snake, I'll give a fuck where I can get the money from. If you got it, let's get it done. We'll work out the details later. So I can understand why he was like, "You here, ain't you?" I get it. 
But uh, right. more importantly, though, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's not just him. My thing is like this. Mark my words, gentlemen. If I went into any type of public office, you better believe I'm going to keep my nose extremely clean and my ass wiped twice daily because there's a microscope everywhere I go. With that being said, yes, I agree with you, Sin City, in the sense of what the fuck, because we know politicians have done way worse than this shit. This shit is, is, is yeah. easy beans compared to some other shit. However, it doesn't take away the fact that we are now in a world to where uh, the focus now is on politicians. And if your ass ain't got all your ducks in a row and you ain't 120 percent transparent, even to the point of saying what you ate for breakfast and what you plan on eating for dinner, these type of things will happen because the people out here in the media, they thirsty. And if they smell blood in the water, they're going to shark attack that shit. And that's what happened to Kane. But I agree with you, brother. If you got a snake, fuck that shit. We we anybody can come get this shit. You on your break? If you're not on your break, let, let sunlight be the best disinfectant. I totally agree with what you're saying. <laughs> so so Kane is afraid of snakes. We, yeah, we have to that out. And uh, the Rock is going to uh, have to be on his best behavior when he's running for president. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's yeah. that. That's 2024. Uh, maybe twenty thirty. I don't see him running in twenty four. Well, well, it all depends on um, if uh, you know DC moves forward with uh, Black Adam being the oh. other cornerstone of the Superman in the combined universe. If that doesn't really go through, and they did him like they did Black Adam, we're gonna wait another seven years to figure this out. Yeah, he might he might run a little earlier. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, y'all. Let's move over to our second count. <laughs> Which says Kevin Owens feels like WWE might open the forbidden door to the indies. And this is from CagesizeSeats.com. It reads like this. Kevin Owens is in the midst of a successful WWE career that figures to continue for the next five to ten years or more. And before it started, though, he had a successful run on the independence that could have lasted a lot longer if he hadn't signed with the E. It's one of the reasons that when his contract was about to be up, at this time of the year, a lot of people figured he followed his friend Adam Cole to AEW. Wrestlers and Tony Khan's employee don't have Cardi Blanche to take any booking they want, but they have a lot of freedom to work indie and international dates when WWE superstars do. Re-upping with WWE's workout quite well for KO, and it's a new day in the company with Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, and Triple H running things. Multiple members of the roster will be working will be working dates in Japan in coming months. Could that be leading to something like a surprise PWG appearance for the man who used to wrestle there under his real name? Now, after the bell, he told Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick he thinks it might be possible. This is a quote from, from um, Kevin Owens. I'm very deeply rooted in the independent scene. That's where I came up, and I still have so many friends there. There's a few independent companies that are still very near and dear to my heart, and I love to maybe one day show back up on just for fun, whether it's a promo or maybe it's a match. That's stuff that over the years I've always kind of thought, hey, man, it'll be really cool if I got to do it one day. Now it feels like more of a possibility than ever. It does mean it's going it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it feels like it could now, end quote. It, 
It ends by saying we don't have anything more than feelings to go off either, but we don't think Owens is dreaming. Even letting talent make unscheduled, non-televised appearances on the indie scene could be a selling point where luring free agents in a way to maintain goodwill with the most um, oh, canticurous portions of the wrestling fan base. Interesting word. Canticurous. Canticurous? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. I'm glad we have a, a, a person. White guy word. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lots of things that make sense don't happen, though. Let us know. Okay. All right. Let's move right over to it. Sin City, Steve, this was your story. What is your um, your thoughts on uh, this forbidden door possibly happening? I would love to see Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens show back up in PWG just as a one-night thing. Um, Bola is coming up. That's all I'm going to say. Bola is coming up, and uh, they always love to have a lot of surprises at their Battle of Los Angeles events. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe Owens shows up and cuts a promo. Um, I don't think that they'll let him work a match, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I could see them allowing him to, to show up there and, and cut a promo and you know put over some of the people on the roster uh, verbally. So, yeah, I think uh, this is definitely a very good thing. And without question, something that would not have happened under the previous guard uh, within WWE. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely very uh, positively motivated and uh, I'm optimistic for the way that things could go, especially with seeing Nakamura being able to work with Muda and, mm -hmm. you know, other people being able to take these other dates. I think Anderson. that uh, this is the right approach you know, uh, operating yeah. on your own Island and, and not working with other promotions. Um, I've always been extremely outspoken against that. Um, you know, the, the, the policy that WWE stands on their own and, you know, they don't need to work with anyone, which I get from their perspective. They don't need to work with anyone else, but at the same time, you know, it, it definitely makes for a better fan experience. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic with, uh, with the tone of this article and what we could see in the future. All right. I hear you there. Let me go over to you, Simon Street. What do you think about this, man? A possible forbidden door, huh? WWE? Well, first and foremost, I thought this door was open a long time ago. Anytime we had Braun Strowman or any other big guy that had to go through a whole bunch of indie wrestlers, wasn't that the door they walked through? The forbidden door? I'm joking. But be <laughs> besides the point, um, I think this is kind of good. But, you know, I want to see more structures to this because I see on the other end of why WWE didn't do this for a while. Um, mainly for the fact of, you know, liability reasons. If you have somebody, um, you know, with a big pay-per-view coming up, let's call it a premium event. And, uh, you know, they decide to do an indie show and something happens. And, and I'm not trying to be a dramatic. That could that, that could definitely be a kerfuzzle moment. But what I will say is this. there Not every person is going to be in an ongoing storyline for a premium event coming up. So having maybe some structure set up to where, okay, if you ain't got nothing else going on, you can do that. But keep in mind, you're playing a little bit of a gamble because what if something someone naturally falls off and you take you could have took that spot where you can't because you have pre previous engagements with you know another promotion do you see what i'm saying but i also see what sin city is saying because i think it would be kind of good uh to have that for um other promotions and in kind of like uh you know 
a two for one kind of deal, right? You, you're kind of scoping out talent a little bit, right? I know we, and I, I know they have people that that WWE gives checks to. We know somebody that does this in scouts. But my point is, it's always good to kind of have another person to kind of see how they work. Who would know better than a wrestler? I think we're finding out right now with reason why Vince McMahon versus Triple H, why this makes more sense because he's a wrestler. He understands the methodology of actually wrestling versus what Vince McMahon knew the product. He groomed the product to be something more. But as far as the ins and outs, knowing those ropes, a wrestler would know. So I think that that's an edge that would be really cool if that came down. But they got to have some structure because at the end of the day, y'all would be hella pissed if, if Roman Reigns wanted, not that it would ever happen, but wanted to go do something at a, at a promotion, right? And then he's out exactly. because something happened. Anything could happen. You, you could have got the car and you twisted an ankle. You see what I'm saying? So that's just something to think about. Um, I think one, thing, I, one thing really quick. Um, you brought up a really great point there, Simon. Um, you know, also Carl Anderson being able to go back to New Japan mm -hmm. and drop the uh, the never open weight title to Hikaleo. Um, mm -hmm. That obviously can work in, in WWE's favor too because now they're going to be able to scout that other talent even more closely than what they would, you know, if they just had somebody in talent relations go. Yeah. And, 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 and to add to that, that was great for Hikaleo because originally the plans was for help to boost up Hikaleo in the first yep. place. And so, yep. yeah, exactly. All right. Good stuff. Matt Michaels. Yeah, I, uh, I you got a couple different things. Uh, New Japan itself uh, makes sense because that's not an indie. I'm sorry. That is a, an established big company out of Japan. So the exposure they get there, that's that just helps both companies, right? The indies, the problem is you don't have any reason for people other than, let's say, Seth Rollins, right? He owns his own place. So should he be able to do something if he owns his own place? That's a good question. That's a great question. But if it's some other promotion in Iowa that, you know, his buddy owns, what is he going there do for the WWE? That's the, that's the, the opposite. Then, you know, we know what it does for a fan and we definitely know what it's going to do for a company that you go, Oh shit, this guy who's on currently on television showed up yeah that's going to help that uh that very small promotion out but it's a very small promotion and so that's a big problem because these guys get guaranteed fucking contracts mm -hmm. why would you ever let someone go to work another show when they're under guaranteed contract unless you're in the situation aew's in where the guys now like moxley cannot wrestle anymore on this new contract he can appear which is you know fine but those big guys they're not wrestling it's the guys who don't get on tv every week or only on dark and stuff because they don't have development they could go wrestle wwe has nxt so if they need extra work and stuff they'll go work shows down there so um so it's you know this this whole forbidden door thing is just such a bullshit term because nothing's forbidden. No one's ever said you can't do this. In fact, Vince used to work with Japan 
And Vince worked with ECW. And you can't, you know, you can't just throw down um, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You know, think of all those. So it's happened, but it's just that another sense of something that we have to make this divide because this company won't allow it. And it's like, dude, it, it, it's, it's gone now. There's no more Forbidden Door. It's done. So it's more of a business decision door. And that's, to be honest, what this is. It's a business. So hopefully the fans can get excited and invest into something. But listen, even in the heyday, Vince didn't give us Hogan Flair. This is true. You know, you know it's an interesting point that, that you kind of brought up that kind of popped in my mind as you were saying that, too, is, is also, too, you have to realize the security concern as well. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because and it's not to, 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 to turn a nasty nose down to other promotions, right? But they just may not have, A, the venue, B, the security detail that's required for a high-profile talent to come through. So it's almost like like WWE would have to do what it did with W or ECW. They'd have to literally take it over 100%. Like, hey, uh, let us come in your house. We're going to add a couple of things, and we're going to run this show, and you're just going to kind of be here as a face, but you're not doing shit. In a way, and it is what it is. All right. Good stuff, guys. Let's go over to count three. Three! And this one is leaving AEW and going back to Triple H. The world wrestling goes into a frenzy following massive betrayal on Dynamite. This is from SportsSkeeda.com. And this is how it reads. The week, this week on Dynamite, MJF made an appearance alongside William Regal. The AEW champion was celebrating winning the title. MJF began by criticizing the current AEW World Championship appearance, saying, that the belt was ugly. He then asked Re uh, William Regal to unveil a brand new AEW World Championship, calling it the Big Burberry Belt. Now, Freeman then recounted on how his unholy union with Regal came to be, revealing that the former Blackpool Combat Club manager saw the potential in him to become the greatest villain of our time. MJF stated that he is going to be the world champion to the bidding war of 2024 and declared his intention to use the title to get the biggest contract in the history of the business. However, the new world champion wasn't done there. He continued to talk about William Regal, who, assist, who, who assisted him in winning the title at full gear and how much he likes and value him. After it seemed like he was concluding his promo, MJF punched Regal in the neck with Regal's own signature brass knuckles before dashing off into the crowd. MJF told Regal he was stupid for making a deal with the devil. The shocking attack on Regal was immediately called out by wrestling fans on Twitter. All right. And, of course, this whole article is actually showing different quotes from people uh, on Twitter. And, um, yeah, let me move over to you, Simon Street. What was your take on this story well i thought it'd be a little bit fun because i actually uh it, right when this kind of happened and i happened to just be watching it uh live that segment between him and mjf i was like oh man these people are gonna be like oh they gonna they Regal's gonna go back to wwe which i have not heard anything confirmed yet first and foremost that was one of the things i was looking up on my laptop as i saw uh that exchange on aew 
No one knows. To my recollection, and Sin City Steve, please uh, give me the confirmation on this. Your boy signed a multi-year deal, right? Was it like a multi-year deal? He only been with AEW for like less than a year, right? Okay, okay. It, it so, was, it was, but he had a clause in the contract. Okay, and that's that, what I'm hearing. Triple H took over that he could dip. Okay, so that's what I've been hearing too, and in and, and that I haven't been able to factually substantiate. However, that has been floating around a lot. Okay, and usually if it's floating around a lot, usually there might be some truth to that, right? So then my question is, is like, damn, that's some slick ass shit. How would you ever put that in a clause if that were to be true when you sign unless you knew ahead of time that was going to be it? And then I was like, shit. And then the next morning I woke up and this happened to be here. And that's why I sent it in, gentlemen, because I really wanted to talk about that because that's some that's some freaky ass dastardly shit. If that's if we find out that he knew that. The shit with Vince was going down. You get the timeline, right? And he knew, like, hey, I can go to AEW. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. No, it seems no, like a stretch, no. you're, but you're, you're that's really a crazy coincidence. Down. But that's a crazy coincidence yeah. because we're hearing a lot of that. I want to. I just want to talk about it. I don't know what's real. I just want to talk about it. All right. Let, let me jump over then to you, Sin City. Um... Yeah, what what's your take? I know during the wrestling talks show you uh you definitely mentioned how you know the promo itself you're you're mm -hmm. kind of getting old. Uh it's kind of getting old or whatever, but oh, you know. it, it it wasn't it wasn't that it was getting old, but the the thing is, man, is okay, so this stipulation was in his contract and he was able to get out of his contract. The thing that really sucks is how shitty of a uh, legal department do you have to have? Um, right. <laughs> this clause should have never been in a contract to begin with. <laughs> right. Seriously. Well, well, that's that begs the question, Steve. And I, I, you know, you said legal department, but now the question is, how involved is Tony in the contract talks? Exactly. To allow that possibly. Exactly. And and it just, if nothing else, this type of a situation is what really will make people, you know, want to inquire a little bit deeper into, yeah. you know, how things are set up with the business um, and, and how, you know, how, how deep uh, Tony has his fingerprints on all of this stuff. Um, and, and if he really is, you know, just acquiescing to every little demand just to get people to sign. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the case because obviously none of this stuff is public and it, it realistically at this point, it's all hearsay and it's all, uh, you know, gimmicks and innuendos and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, according to, and yes, I know, um, I know I'm going to be met with some, some criticism with this, but at least according to Dave Meltzer, uh, Regal is ironing out the details of his contract to return to WWE and he should be returning to them full time at the start of the year in January, uh, 2023. And and I'll, I'll give you a substantial. Uh, if you you know you're you're saying Meltzer, um, my funniest one was EC3 saying that Regal when he got backstage at AEW realized that it was an immature atmosphere and immediately thought about getting out of his contract. So, I mean, you know, I, 
so consider the source with EC3 though, to be honest. I mean, oh sure, of of course, but I mean, but that's the speculation level that we're at. Yeah, now. yeah, we're, we're at this yeah. point we're talking about things that you know somebody heard that somebody heard that somebody heard. So you know, it's a giant game of telephone until things actually happen. It's it's I think the. I don't even think like that's the big story here. I think the big story is you took MJF and you had Regal for whatever reason turn on Moxley and those you know and 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 Daniel Bryan and and Cesaro. You have them turn on him only the next night or the next show to come out and then be written off TV. But you were you were making MJF a face, and then you turned him heel, and you took a a face heel and made made him the manager. It's just it's that's the more shocking thing is that the cohesiveness of the storylines. Keep keep in mind too, everything got completely fucked with the CM Punk and Elite Brawl. Well, that that realistically set everything on its head, and but, the but last six months has been has been a, a fucking train wreck for AEW as a result. Does well, can it, I? Does can it I change, interject really just quick, real quick? Really quick, really quick though. Does it change if they would have utilized Regal in the role they should have utilized them in, and that was either Booker or head of talent, and maybe being able to control all that where Tony has no control. So, yeah, I I think that you make a great point, but keep in mind that the plan was going to be CM Punk versus MJF. So realistically, Moxley wasn't going to be affiliated in this story or affiliated with the storyline in any way. Um, I'm talking about I'm talking about the the bigger picture, not not the storyline, but the bigger picture of could using Regal is as more than just on air. Yeah, I dude, I. I would have loved if they would have given Ring of Honor to Regal. Are you kidding me? No, that, that, let, that him run, let him run Ring up. of Honor. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I only wanted to quickly interject to state this. One other reason why I did like this, just to bring up the article, right, is, you know, a lot of times we look at things that's wrong with AEW, right? The only thing that, and I know I've been, I've repeatedly said this many of times, this type of thing alarms me way more than a backstage fight. And the reason why I say that is because if you have somebody that's able to, A, set up a contract, and we're not that many months removed from when he signed on, right, and already able to get through a clause, and and, and it was mentioned, uh, I think, by uh, you, Sensei, legal department, right? It goes back to what we've been saying. AEW has something there, product-wise, organization-wise. Not even, not even up to the par of some some indie promotions I know are run a little bit better than what AEW's run. And if they keep going down this this road, you're going to have what is potential be lost in the wind. I'm going to echo what uh, Matt Michael says all the time. Tony Khan got to go. We talked about Vince McMahon and the bullshit he was doing. Tony Khan got to go. I'm telling you, Tony, if you give a shit about what you're doing, step the fuck away. Let real people handle this shit. Thank you, but no thank you. Man. Hey, at least Regal didn't get shivved. 
Bro. I love Impact Wrestling, how they kill people, though. I mean, they, they're probably going to have a goddamn... I don't know. Are they going to have a funeral for, for, for EY? Because, you know, they do like a cinematic interview and they mention it weeks after on, on Impact. You know, it isn't that crazy, too, that it's... It's so big, the William Regal like speculation, and he's gone and shocked. And it's like, oh, and by the way, Eric Young's probably headed back to WWE yep. to reform. Sure yeah, <laughs> it's like, like that. I think is more newsworthy than Regal, you know, opting yeah. out and going back. We know what Regal can do and stuff, but it'd be fun to see a, a new reform, Nikki Cross, and in EY. Mm-hmm. Maybe, well, maybe someone new in Sanity. You know? Well, Sanity was awesome, but I'd love Sanity to, to come back to NXT and, and beat the shit out of Schism. <laughs> oh, maybe, uh, maybe EY ends up in Schism. You might have, yeah. There you go. There you go. That, that would make sense. I like that. I really do like that. All right, guys. That's the bell. Damn. End of the show. Can't believe it, man. I want to talk more about this. All right. Well, we could do it next week. All right. We'll talk. We'll have another show. We'll do it all over again. But we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us during our uh, three count. And and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And let's do our uh, final thoughts. And uh, let's start as usual with Simon Street. What you want to tell the people? All right, everybody, it's that time. It's the first week of December. So if your ass hasn't started decorating your house, getting the Christmas tree, getting Christmas presents, relying solely on just Amazon to deliver shit on time before Christmas, fucking feels bad to be you. But if you are a little bit smart, please be safe out there and, uh, you know, try to be kind to people. And maybe, uh, you know, this holiday season, extend yourself, uh, your Christmas spirit with giving of others or giving to others. As service goes. No doubt. All right. Sin City Steve. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Also, very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country. Whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic, thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And um, last but not least, repsports.com. R-E-P-P sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code VEGAS at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right. Mr. Matt Michaels. Go see Violent Night. It's fucking incredible. I'll go see it if you buy a ticket for me. I'll go with you. Uh, (laughs) I'll fuck with you, man. Wait, wait. Well, do it how you do. Do it how everyone watches wrestling. Just go find a streaming service that you can download it illegally from. There you go. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to buy a ticket. I'm just saying go see it. It's great. <laughs> Good stuff, y'all. All right, y'all. Until then, we will see you uh, next week. Take care. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.